Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, and welcome to my very first episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. This is something I have wanted to do for a very long time, so I'm so excited to be finally doing this. Anyone who knows me knows that I am completely obsessed with being in business. I have been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, and I started my first business after the birth of our second baby. Yep, after ditching my corporate career like so many mums in business out there. So a friend of mine recently said to me at a party, oh gosh, Liz, when you talk about women in business, your whole face lights up. Like I go to a party and I will source out anybody who wants to talk about business with me, whether they are in business or they have a desire to start a business, they are my people. And I love sharing any information that I can to help them get along and get on with their journey. So that's my desire for this podcast is to share lots of helpful information, any tips and tricks and strategies from my own journey, along with interviewing other entrepreneurs who will be sharing their journey and how they have become successful. So my kids are a little bit older now, which gives me that opportunity to really invest in something like doing a podcast. I feel like a podcast is something I can contribute to now and really throw myself into Unlike when I had little babies and you're just building businesses and ticking the boxes and running off as best you can just to keep all the clogs turning and the money coming in. So I'm really, really ready now to inspire you or ignite a little flame that you might have into building a thriving business and live a life that you truly love. So my motto has always been live your best life. And I truly believe anyone can. Even with all the horrible things that are going on in the world right now, I still think that you have every opportunity to build a life you love. um, And that could be a successful business that really gives you that freedom, financial freedom and location independence, if that's what you really want. So my three fundamentals are when it comes to being an entrepreneur is mindset, strategy and action. And I fully believe when all three work together, incredible things can happen and life really can be exactly what you want it to be. So this podcast, I am so keen on sharing how to break down those fundamentals, all about mindset, all about strategy, and all about taking action to really get ahead and implement into your own life and business. Okay. So let me tell you a bit about me and who is this Liz Morris is what some people have often asked. And I want to share you a bit of a backstory so that you kind of understand who I am and where I've been over the last 15 years. This hopefully won't be a very long version as it really is a long version as to what we have been up to, but I'll try and break it down and 
keep it a little bit succinct so that you're not here all day. So my experience has taken me through so many different journeys. We've been through plenty of ups and downs, but I would easily say that I have always had two constants in my life. They have never altered. So my big why I would say has always been working at home with my children, providing for our three kids and really building a life of that we really love and that we're really proud to be running and living My second constant is definitely my husband. So I met him when I was just 18 and he has been with me every step of the way. He's never once doubted my abilities. He questions me, but he has not doubted my abilities. He's the kind of husband who gives me a kick in the pants to take action when I need to, like when I'm procrastinating on things like this podcast for a very long time. But he's also the guy to tell me to pull my head in when I need it as well. So he's the perfect balance of business partner and life partner. I guess let's start right back at the beginning. So from a very young age, I have always sort of had this little interest in people that were running their own business. Our neighbors across the road, I remember being really young, they had a cleaning business and they owned a petrol station. And as a kid, I loved going to work with them. Like I thought it was so cool that they were their own bosses and that they didn't have a boss and they had staff and they got to take their kids to work and they could do whatever they wanted. Then a few years later, I met another family who were a husband and wife team. And they ran their own photography company from their garage at their home and they had two kids. So I worked with them. I begged them for a job early on when I was about 14 and I worked with them on and off for about four years. And they taught me all about running a photography business, how to be a photographer, how to manage a business and how to manage staff all while being at home and raising their kids. Like we used to have lunch breaks in their lounge room and then go back out to the garage to work and their kids would come home from school and come in and say hi to us. And it was just such an incredible family bond that I loved watching and I loved being part of it. And I thought to myself, if I ever have children, that's how I want to be. And that was back when I was, you know, really young, 16, 17. It cemented that idea that I always wanted to be at home with my kids when I had children. But like all good starts to every story, my husband and I really struggled to get a home loan when I first started, when we first got together. So we were looking for a home loan and nobody would give a loan to a self-employed photographer who was working for a small family business. And my husband at the time was a self-employed bricklayer. So people were like, no way, you're not getting a home loan. Um, There's no chance. And so I decided, okay, I have to go and get a corporate career. This photography thing will not work. Uh, We will never get ahead. So let's go get a corporate career. So I did at the right age of 19, I joined corporate and I worked for so many different government departments. I climbed the corporate ladder really, really quickly and I really enjoyed it. I was an occupational health and safety advisor. I was, you know, managing cases. I had managing teams. I was training people and it was a really, really good career. So, and I was making really good money and we got our home loan and everything was going great. And then I got pregnant with our first baby, which was, you know, it was planned. We just got married and we loved the idea of wanting to start a family. But when I was pregnant, I remember standing in the office 
saying to people, nope, I'm a career woman. I'm pregnant. This baby is going to, I'll pop this baby out. And then I'm going to put her in the daycare across the road full time. And I'm going to keep this career going. There is no way this baby is interrupting my life. Well, (laughs) how wrong was I? And if you've had a baby, the minute that baby is put in your arms, the whole world changes. I declared as soon as I had this baby, that is it. Nobody is raising my baby. I am not going back to work. And there is no way in hell anybody is going to be raising my baby except for me and my husband. Well, that was a bit impractical because I wasn't really set up for that. So I convinced my own dad to come in and babysit her two days a week so I could go back just part-time into this corporate career while I really figured out what I wanted to do. But after the birth of our second baby, there was no way I was going back. I had a really nasty experience in the workplace and I just just declared that life is too short. I do not want to go back to work in a corporate career that was not fulfilling, but also meant that I had to give up my babies for so many hours a day. So the thought of those families that I first told you about, the ones that they were having businesses and they will working at home with their kids that just kept playing on my mind. And I thought maybe there is something that I could do. So I set out to find something I could do from home. Now, bear in mind, this was back in the day where Facebook was only just starting. I knew nothing about Instagram. In fact, I only joined Instagram in 2018. I was so late to the party, but that is a whole nother story. I'm like old school. So I started doing some admin and filing for some local businesses that I, you know, I reached out to connections that I had and I thought, yep, I could do this at home. I could work around my babies and do some admin because that's what I had a corporate background. Well, I was bored out of my brain, like literally falling asleep at the computer or on on the floor in a bunch of files. So um, I decided then that maybe I could try something creative, something to keep, stimulate me. So I decided to start making kids clothing and cushions. So I would purchase material and I would dye it and then I would um, cut it all out and make cushions with names on them. But I very quickly realized that I was really, really slow at sewing and I was so bad at sewing that Even if I could make one item successfully, I would be working for less than $2 an hour. So there was no way I could keep that going. So eventually I stumbled across the perfect option. So this was called a baby hand and feet sculpture business. So these little feet and hands, you basically take a mold of a baby's hands and their feet, and then you cast the mold and make a little plaster mold and you paint it and then you put it in a frame. So there was a lady who I had actually been to for my first baby and she was selling the business. So I thought, okay, this is perfect. I could set it up in my lounge room. People would come to my house. They'd bring their babies over. I'd take these little sculptures and then I would be able to create this little business that would make me money. And my husband was a builder. So I thought, okay, he could make the picture frames. Easy. So we bought the business off this lady and we set it up in our house. And it was going great for the first few months. But, you know, I got a little niggle that something needed to be a bit bigger. And then I realized mums were bringing me the most terrible photos of their babies to go in with their sculptures. So I decided to reignite my past photography skills. Mind you, I had 
all my photography past was using film and this time I was going to be doing digital. So I had to go and relearn how to be, do digital photography. That was an entirely new experience after eight years out of the industry. And then I offered just one photo of their baby at the time of having their sculptures so that I could put it in the frame. And it was perfect, worked really well. But then all of a sudden it snowballed. So I started doing family photos. I started doing weddings. I did events. I did commercial photography and everything in between. Like people would ask me to do something and I would shoot it. And I loved it. And next thing I knew, I was a fully fledged photography business with my sculpture business. And then the next thing happened was people were asking us to do all this different picture framing because my husband was really, really good at doing the picture frames. So he would be asked to do things like, footy jerseys and needlework and random picture frames that people wanted. Next thing we knew, we had a custom picture framing business, a photography business and a sculpture business, and we were running them all out of our house. He was still working full-time as a bricklayer. So he was doing things after hours or on the weekends. And we were juggling with these two babies under four and you know, we were just making it work. We were just working our butts into the ground and, you know, ticking along and doing the best we could. But then I guess in 2011, everything changed. We were worked off our feet. We were paying debt down. We had a big house. We were mortgaged to our eyebrows and I was pregnant with our third baby and I went into labor prematurely. And I was actually in a photo shoot when I went into labor And I remember I was so tired, I could barely keep my eyes open through the pain. And I knew something was wrong because the first two babies, I had had them on time and I was quite relaxed with them. But this time it was really different. I was so exhausted from working and having babies and running businesses and you name it. So this little baby was born three weeks early and he was a tiny little two kilos. In 37 weeks, he was born at, but that's normally okay. But because he was so tiny and I was so sick and stressed that things went really wrong. So he was born with an infection of his bowel and he was taken straight away from us to the, what's called in Australia is the neonatal intensive care unit. So we call it the NICU. And we sat by his bedside for three weeks, not really sure if we would ever take him home. Like it was hit and miss. We were told some days that he may not make it and other days he would. But pleased to say he was a little fighter and he broke all the odds and he's now a bubbly 10-year-old who keeps us very happy and amused every day. So this was the first of so many changes for us. And at the time, I remember thinking how precious life was. We were rushing through our baby's lives. Like we were running successful businesses, but it was too busy. We were too much in debt. We had these little people relying on us. Yes, we were at home with them, but it was all just so full on. And this little person being born into our life really shook us up and made us really think about what was important. And it came down to three things, family, happiness, and simplicity. Like I just wanted life to be simple and I wanted it to be easy. Oh, and the beach. So four things. I love the beach and I was living in cold Canberra, which um, was definitely not the lifestyle I wanted and I could see from our future. So I said to my husband, 
let's pack up. Let's just go on holidays. You know, let's have a little break and see what we can do. So we packed up our camper trailer and we went around Australia for three months and we really enjoyed that time together. And we realized, you know, life is too short. What do we want to be doing? Do we really want to be, you know, living for the bank and living in a place that's cold? And yes, we have our kids by our sides, but are we actually living? And the answer was no. So on the way back from our three-month adventure, I said to my husband, you know what, let's test this theory. If I put the business on the market, if it sells, we are meant to leave. Wow, it sold in the first two weeks to the second person I mentioned it to. And it was done. That was it. It was us being told, yep, it's time to go. So from there on, so many weird and wonderful coincidences happened that led us to our new life. And we live in far north Queensland in a town called Airlie Beach. And it's tropical. It's in the Sundays. And if you haven't seen it, please Google it because you will understand how beautiful it is once you've done that. So we relocated our lives, but this time we were determined we were going to do it. We were going to set up a business, but it was going to be on our terms and we were not going to run ourselves into the ground. We were not going to be in debt over our head. We were just going to live a simple life that was about our family and about enjoying life and not about working for the bank or working ourselves into the ground. And we've done so well to maintain that. So we set up a custom picture framing business and sculpture business and a boutique photography studio. That was the idea. No more bricklaying, no more filing, nothing else. We'll just keep it simple with these businesses. So we decided instead of buying a house in the middle of nowhere, we decided we would buy a property that we could build our businesses at, that customers could find us easily. So we found the most rundown house we could possibly find but on the main road. So we did it really consciously. We found the cheapest possible house we could find and it was extremely run down to the point like you opened the front door and you probably wouldn't have let your dog stay in here. It was that bad when we first moved here. But, you know, we were optimistic. We came here with big hearts and just really with those fundamentals, you know, we wanted a simple life and we would do what it took to get to that point of success. So because the house was so run down when we first got here, even though we came with rose-coloured glasses, we thought it would only take six months to fix it up and build. But it actually took about two years to get from when we moved here to being able to operate our business out of here. So for that two years, I actually went to, rented a commercial space. So I've had experience in leasing commercial spaces as well, but that was really good to really cement ourselves in this new town. We were in a commercial property Um, We got to be known really quickly for our services that we offered. And I would go to the shop every single day for that two years while Lenny was at home with the kids and he was raising the babies at home. And yeah, we would just work our butts off to build this new business with that mindset of eventually it's all going to be worth it. So every night after work, we would put the kids to bed and then we would renovate our house. So some nights we would be painting all night. I remember one night we were painting until the sun came up. So the kids, we'd put the kids to bed and then we were just painting all night that we were sitting on the back deck in the morning after our whole night painting and the kids came out 
and we're asking for breakfast, but we hadn't even been to bed. So we did that for a while and, you know, we loved it. It was such a great experience. And the kids really saw how if you build something from scratch and you work really hard, you can get to that point of where we are now, where, where it's easy and it's much, much happier for us than what we had down south. So everything was going really, really well. And that was all until 2017 when Debbie came to town. So Debbie was a tropical cyclone who completely annihilated our town. Um, So that was in about the March in 2017. And it made us evacuate. We had to run away in the middle of the night with our kids and our dogs and nothing more than what we were wearing. So it was a really traumatic experience that was really scary And it really taught us so much because our whole business was wiped out. So not only was our town wiped out, but the fact that our businesses were relying on a luxury product. So custom picture framing and photography is not an essential item. So people that were struggling in this little town, they weren't going to pay for things anymore that they really didn't need because their businesses, their lives, everybody's houses got destroyed in some some way. So it became really apparent to us that we had to think outside the box now because our town was wiped out. It was out of our control and there was, you know, nothing we could do about it. And it was really, really scary because that was our livelihood and what were we going to do? Insurance companies were paying out so slowly and we were fighting with them and, you know, there was roads that weren't even, people couldn't even get to our house. Our front fence had fallen over. Our roofs had been damaged and our studios had been flooded. So it was it was really, really trying time for us. Um, so at the end of, you know, about September 2017, I just remember being so devastated and thinking, what the hell can we do about this? Like, I don't know what to do. Our businesses are struggling. We've got no other form of income. And again, I put it out to the universe, like, what, what should I do? And this ad came across my Facebook feed and it was for the Ausmanpreneur conference. And I had never even heard of the Ausmanpreneur. And I was just like, okay, I need to go to this. This obviously is something I need to be at. So I went in 2000 and at the end of 2017, I went to this conference, I said to my husband, that's it. Something is telling me I need to go there and I need to really identify what is going on, what we can do to rebuild our lives. So I sat at this event for three days in Sydney and I talked to as many people as I could. I listened, I took notes from every single speaker and I cried my eyes out at all these inspiring stories. And I just knew from all these incredible women that anything was possible. If I got into the right network and I learned as much as I could, then anything was possible. And I had already built three successful businesses. There was nothing to teach me that, to tell me that I couldn't build another one. So my first thought was, okay, let's develop a product. Let's develop something that we can mass produce, that we can sell around Australia that isn't relying anymore on our tiny little town. So a couple of years before that had even happened, before the, before the cyclone, my husband had built me a picture frame and this picture frame was, I, I wanted something that I didn't have to hang the kids' artwork on the fridge anymore because 
we had renovated and I had this beautiful kitchen now and I didn't want all their artwork and their clutter and their certificates and all that rubbish on their fridge. So I said to my husband, can you make me a picture frame that opens at the front and I can, it's got like a magnetic whiteboard in it and I can hang the kids artwork and change it really often, but it still looks really nice like a picture frame. And he did that. And that was something that we had in our house and I loved it. And people came over and they loved it. And so when I'm sitting at this conference, I thought of this frame and I thought, well, nobody's ever done that before. Let's, let's make those. They, I like it. A couple of my friends like it. So of course it's going to be worth it. So me being this super impulsive person that I am and determined to, you know, do new things and learn as much as I can and never, ever have to go back to corporate or a job. I decided to contact a manufacturer overseas. And this is the manufacturer I had met in person a couple of years before, and I had just had her name. So I met, I contacted her and I said, Hey, we've got this product idea and I would love to see if you could make it for us and mass produce it. Can I please come to your factory? mind you at the factory was in China. So this was huge. And I rang my parents and I said, can you come up and look after our children? Because we are going to China and I'll be leaving in two weeks. And then I rang my husband and I said, Hey, I've come up with this idea. This is all at the conference, mind you, my three-day conference. I said to my husband, Hey, I've got this idea. We can mass, mass produce. I've contacted the factory we can go over there. I've contacted mum and dad. They're coming up to look after the kids and we're going to China. And my husband being the whole optimist, he said, sure. Okay, let's go. So we did that. So we headed over to China and we sat for five days in this factory designing our brand new product with their team. It was the most epic experience. We loved it. We were fully invested in this idea of creating this product. These Chinese people were amazing. They treated us like royalty. Um, And then from then we came back home and I spent every waking minute learning about how to build a website, how to set up an e-commerce store, how to manage inventory, how to get sales. But honestly, I was so naive. I was I thought it would be easy and it really wasn't. So we launched this new concept and so many people loved it and said they would buy. And after a few delays with our first shipment coming in, we thought, okay, great. We're going to sell thousands of these frames instantly. Yeah, no, how wrong I was. So this was a very slow trickle of sales that nothing like I had imagined. Um, E-commerce is completely different to my service-based businesses that I had done. So this was a big eye-opener for me. So I just invested all of my time and energy into the learning as much as I could from Facebook ads to website builds to everything that could do it. And I'm pleased to say that, you know, in two years' time, we have created an amazing online business that pretty much fully pays for our family now. And it has just been the biggest learning curve ever. But as I have built this e-commerce store and we have rebuilt our photography and our custom picture framing businesses in Ellie Beach, it just wasn't enough for me. I, I'm, as I said in the beginning, I'm obsessed with businesses. And I remember thinking to myself, all these people are, 
all these courses that I've taken and all these um, business coaches and everything that I have learned from. And I have come so far with what I've done in just such a short time. And so I decided that I would be doing my own photography for my e-commerce store. And then I started doing commercial photography because I found it easier to do commercial photography for other businesses rather than go back to having clients all the time. So I decided to do commercial photography and then I started to teach others how to do their own commercial photography. So I built a business late last year teaching others how to do their own product photography. And from that, I became obsessed again with a whole new business model. And this business model of online course-based business is incredible. Like you can just give out so much information and you can build a business that is completely location independent and you can teach your knowledge. So when I sat down and I've worked out everything I have done over the years and all the conversations I have with people over the years, about how I have done something and how I have built my e-commerce store and how I've built my online business teaching and how I build my own websites and everything. And I think to myself, okay, so now I want to share as much as I can with other people. And I really, you know, we have evolved our businesses so many times. We've evolved from being corporate and um, my husband having been a bricklayer, like a tradie, to then having um, service-based businesses in a small town, to then having online businesses, to then having coaching businesses, to then having, you know, being able to run online courses. And I just feel so inspired now to really talk through what we have done and how far we've come and how I can help anybody else. Just the other day, I was talking to a lady who, you know, she has a massage business and she's saying to me, my hands will not let me do this forever. I, you know, superannuation is something I don't have. And I thought to myself, well, why aren't you online? Why aren't you teaching this? Why aren't you doing online digital? You know, I used to have that mindset that every, you could only do your business in your own little town. But now I've seen so many possibilities and I feel like I'm so inspired to take you on this journey of how not only how I have overcome obstacles, but how I've really used my mindset, my strategy and my action to really get ahead in this world. And I can honestly say with my hand on my heart, I am living my best life through these businesses, working with my husband and being at home with my children. So that was a extremely long story. And I, if you have listened this whole time, then thank you. And I'm, I'm thrilled that you have done that. And I'm so excited for where this podcast is taking me. I have got so many amazing people lined up that I want to talk to, and they will be kicking off over the next few weeks. So please stick around. If you have listened and you've actually heard my story and listened to the end, I would be so grateful if you could take a screenshot of this podcast and share it on your IG stories and tag me and, you know, really even if you could give me some feedback about what might've resonated with you, do you think you are living your best life? And if not, what's holding you back? Like, what can we do to get you to that next level? Whether it be reinvent yourself, change your business model, start a new business, or, 
do something that is going to really push the needle so that you're no longer sitting in this despair or feeling flat, that you are just really doing everything you can to live your very best life. So that's it from me this week. And it was a very long one. And thank you again. And I will be back in your ear very soon with another podcast episode. Thanks for listening and have a brilliant day.